Hello and welcome to Take It or Leave It. It's a Christian podcast to encourage us all to implement real change in our lives based on the teachings of Jesus so that when the rapture occurs, we may all be caught up to meet Jesus Christ in the air. It's about spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. I'm your host, Madison Santiago. Hello and welcome back to Take It or Leave It. I am so excited to be here tonight with you. I'm excited that you've tuned in because tonight we are going to be talking about how Jesus had to die for us in order for us to live and he had to save himself first. In this podcast, it is going to be a very introductory look at this, uh, you can certainly go much, much deeper, but for the purpose of time, we won't be going extremely deep. However, there are some things that I want to point out because I truly believe that many who are in the world, and what I mean is many who have not yet sold themselves out to Jesus Christ, who have not yet made up their minds, who have not yet been converted and saved, they do not realize the financial difficulties that are coming, especially in 2023. 2022 was a preview year of what I would call the ugly cows years, you know, from the state of our economy, all of those things need to be looked at in the spirit. And again, there's many that don't realize the financial difficulties that are coming. And there are many that are not prepared. They're simply not prepared. I want to encourage you to listen to my other podcasts, but I do speak about laborers being worthy of their wages. So I want to encourage you to locate that podcast and listen to it because if you are prepared, you won't have anything to worry about. Amen. The word is so clear that in order to be an approved worker for God or a laborer, you must rightly divide the word. So you must be diligently seeking the Lord, learning hungry for what it is the Lord says because ultimately when we learn new things that he says and we're not doing those things we have an obligation the Holy Spirit in us is going to prompt us to change and it's going to be us that decides to execute that change amen speaking of the Holy Spirit there is a great confusion with the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and I'm referring to the Holy Spirit living inside of you. It's an unforgettable personal event. Again, you cannot forget it and it's an absolute necessity to enter the gates of heaven. And God wants us to feel that we have the indwelling. There's many today that are just guessing that they have it. They're imagining that they have it, though they don't have any. So I want to caution you right here because there is this false Holy Spirit environment created in many churches today. So the worship might be good. The lights might be good. The fog machines might be good and you might get goosebumps, but external goosebumps do not equal internal Holy Spirit baptism. Jesus talks about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the importance of the Holy Spirit. Yet today, many think they're going to be raptured and they are truly going to be in for a rude awakening whenever many are gone and they are left. Because those who are left behind, you do not meet Jesus Christ in the air because Jesus doesn't come to earth. I'm not referring to the second coming. I'm referring to the rapture where the dead in Christ will rise first. And then those who are alive and remain will be caught up in the air to meet Jesus Christ. Many who are left behind are going to be exposed because it's obvious that they were not real Christians. For if they had been real, they would have been raptured. Amen. 
And I, I want to warn you here, and even Jesus warns us many times throughout the Bible uh, in Matthew 7, 21, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. So very clear here, it's conditional. It's conditional. We must do the will of the Father, which means you need to do your due diligence to learn what the will of the Father is. And there is also a podcast on that, so I encourage you to listen to it. So when the Lord says in this verse, away from me, I never knew you, right? We've all heard that verse, away from me, I never knew you. Again, that's in Matthew as well. The Lord means you are never a part of my family. You are never a part of the family of God. You never drank the spirit, which is the Holy Spirit, that will make you a member of the body of Christ. And unless you do that, you are considered lawless. So what does it mean to be lawless? This can simply mean, it can mean a lot of things. You could certainly give a lot of examples of what it means to be lawless, but simply put, you believe what you want about your identity in Christ, but you have not done the things God said. That is lawlessness. I'm going to move into Luke chapter 4, and we're going to continue talking about what happens to people who are baptized by the Holy Spirit. I want to start in Luke chapter 4, and this is a very commonly taught passage about when Satan tempts Jesus. Starting in Luke chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit. I want to pause right there. So one, right off the bat, we realize that Jesus needed to be filled with the Holy Spirit, but Jesus is God, right? But he needed to be filled because he was in the flesh. One of the major takeaways today is that Jesus had to do everything that you and I are required to do to enter into heaven. So we want to follow his example, right? Even though Jesus was 100% God, he was also 100% man. He was in the flesh and he needed to be filled by the Holy Spirit. And we just read that being filled with the Holy Spirit, he returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit. So what does it mean to be led? So it means to be brought out. Uh, when you look this up, uh, you'll see that it means to sail away on water, right? So imagine a boat. You're sitting on a boat in the water and it's going, right? Another word is to launch or to loose. I'm not saying to lose. I'm saying to loose. So to be free, no longer in chains, but free, no longer in a box, but free, right? So Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And in those days, he, Jesus, ate nothing. And afterward, when they had ended, he was hungry. So if you are baptized by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will lead you. Amen? Matthew chapter 3. Let's talk about when John baptizes Jesus. John the Baptist baptized many in water. And starting in Matthew chapter 3, verse 13, it says, Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him. So John tried to prevent Jesus saying, I need to be baptized by you and are you coming to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, permit it to be so now for thus is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. So it was necessary to be baptized with water and we want to do what Jesus did, right? So though Jesus was God, he was in the flesh and he is fair, so he was also baptized in water. Continuing on in Matthew chapter 3, I'm in verse 16. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were open to him. So this is how I know this is referring to a water baptism rather than a Holy Spirit baptism, because the Bible says it. It continues in verse 16, and I just read it. When he had been baptized by John, 
Jesus came up immediately from the water and behold, the heavens were open to him and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Now, what's awesome about the disciples is that they were together with Jesus during this time. So we have other accounts that witness the same thing. So Luke also mentions John baptizing Jesus. In Luke chapter 3 verse 21 it says when all the people were baptized it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized and while he prayed the heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him and a voice came from heaven which said you are my beloved son and you I am well pleased. So here when you look really closely you see the entire trinity at work. There's Jesus, there's the Holy Spirit, the Father, right? The voice coming from heaven, you are my beloved son and you I am well pleased. Amen. So note the ministry of Jesus did not begin until the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus. This right here is showing us the foundation of Christianity. So again, with what we just read, we can understand that Jesus was baptized in water and immediately he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. Only Jesus was baptized by the Holy Spirit at this time he was on earth. He was the only man. Today, if any man wants to enter the kingdom of God and to be with Jesus for eternity, you must follow Jesus, follow his example, do the things he says. We know that Jesus is 100% man when he was on earth. And God cannot be on earth unless he becomes a man. Why? Earth is so corrupt and God is holy. If God were to put his feet on earth, it would explode. It would be destroyed. He could not be here. This is why Jesus was a man. This is why Jesus needed to come in the flesh, but still being 100% God. Amen? So the things that Jesus did while in the flesh is truly the standard to follow. Why? Because we are in the flesh and we want to do what Jesus did. Amen. I want to take you to Romans chapter 8 verse 29 and it says, For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. And he might be the firstborn among many brethren. So here we learn that Jesus was the firstborn to set the example. We touched upon that in the beginning of this podcast, but just further reiterating here, he was the first one to do it, which is why he is the example. He needed to set an example. Why? Because it was the will of the Father. So you and I are predestined to be conformed in the way of Jesus, in his character, right? We need to act like Jesus. Our Savior needed to save himself first, before he saved us. And what do I mean by that? Let's go to Matthew 27 because I'm going to further explain why Jesus needed to save Jesus the man. So Jesus the God needed to save Jesus the man by staying on the course of becoming the Savior. He stayed on the course by staying on the cross. And whenever we look in Matthew 27 starting in verse 38 we can read Then two robbers were crucified with him, so with Jesus. Two robbers were also on the cross being crucified, on the right and another on the left. And those who passed by blasphemed him, Jesus, wagging their heads and saying, You who destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself. If you were the son of God, come down from the cross. 41. Likewise, the chief priests also, mocking with the scribes and elders, said, 
He saved others, himself he cannot save. If he is the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross and we will believe him. 43, he trusted in God, let him deliver him now if he will have him. For he said, I am the son of God. And when we continue to 44, it confirms that even the robbers who were crucified with him said the same thing. So when you look at this as a whole, many who were saying that they were Christians were the ones saying this to Jesus. And today, many people believe that they can crucify themselves. They believe that they can save themselves. But why do you think Christians today aren't the same? Why are some dedicated to serving Jesus Christ while others are lukewarm? You know, many today, they say yes, they mean no. Their no is yes. Other times they don't know. Yet they say they come from a Jesus mold. And I'm here to tell you it's a different mold. We have to stop fooling ourselves, people. We have to stop. If you are a true follower of Jesus and a true Christian, you will have the same character as Jesus. And I'm not saying we look the same externally. Obviously, when I say a mold, I don't mean like a cookie cutter. We're all going to suddenly look the same. Of course not. But inwardly, our culture and our character will be the character and culture of Jesus. We will exude a Jesus culture. So again, the man Jesus had to save himself before he goes to save others. Not the God Jesus. The man Jesus is not saved. And this supports that every flesh on earth is not saved. Why else would Jesus need to do this? So all of us must die on the cross. And what I mean is we must die to self more specifically, something we stress on this podcast because it's truly not preached enough. We all must repent. We all must ask for forgiveness and we all must walk forward being led by the Holy Spirit. We must turn away from this world. We must be set apart just as Jesus was. Every flesh on earth must die. Every flesh must pray like Jesus prayed. Can you imagine Jesus being 100% God praying on earth? How much more do you and I need to pray if Jesus is God and he prayed when he was in the flesh and you and I are only flesh. You and I are not any God. Amen? So every flesh must pray. Anyone on earth who is lazy to pray, I doubt the salvation of that person. And I'll add here, I'm not the one to tell you whether you are saved or not. I am releasing the word of God. But based on what I'm seeing here, it's very clear. We must follow the mold of Jesus Christ. Jesus prayed, so we need to pray. That is why I say I doubt the salvation of that person. If you're lazy to pray, if you're lazy to do the work that Jesus says, yes, I doubt you. Something doesn't add up. Where's the Holy Spirit that is charging you and leading you? So today, you and I have discussed the baptism and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And today, we as ministers can conduct a water baptism, but only the Holy Spirit can baptize in the Holy Spirit. We can't baptize somebody in the Holy Spirit. Only the Holy Spirit can do that. But again, we can baptize somebody in water. So I realize up until this point, it might be more difficult to understand because I'm referring to Jesus being 100% man and 100% God. And I just want to provide some verses that support that Jesus was God and he was also man. Uh, Philippians 
chapter 2, verses 5 to 11, it says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself. Jesus humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name, and that the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. So remember that Philippians 2, 5 to 11, it really supports everything that we've been talking about in this podcast so far. Amen. So keep in mind that we cannot simply copy Jesus without the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God who lives in us is the one who will allow us to be like him. Jesus is the one we can look at and ask ourselves, am I becoming like him? You can ask yourself, what does that look like? And I'm here to tell you that if you are becoming like Jesus, then your yes is yes and your no is no. You will be firm in the decisions you make. You will be bold to share the gospel. Without a doubt, the Holy Spirit will change you. He's the only one that can change a person and you will no longer be a people pleaser. So I want to stress that Jesus is the one that we will become a copy of. Jesus was the firstborn again, and everyone must be a copy of him. Not a copy of your pastor, not a copy of your parents, not a copy of your friend. We must be a copy of Jesus. And it doesn't take 10 years. It happens quickly. So if you've been following, then you'll understand that the man, which was Jesus on earth, he had to go through the same process of salvation that you and I must go through today. Why did he have to go through the same process? Because he was in the flesh. And Jesus himself needed to be indwelled by the Holy Spirit. We hear this gospel so often, and you and I are accountable to take action so that we could become like him. It's not just an overnight thing. It's, it's our decision that we are accountable for. And I want you to remember Matthew 27 that we read earlier. The two thieves blasphemed Jesus. The people told him to come down from the cross. Today, you and I need to stay on the cross like Jesus stayed on the cross. When we come down, we cannot be saved. Jesus did not come down because Jesus needed to be saved. Jesus needed to save Jesus, the man. Why? Because he is fair. We serve a fair God today, so he endured all the things to make a way for us. He needed to carry out the will while he was in the flesh. The people even said that he can save others, but not himself, but that's false. Because Jesus stayed, he saved all of us. He is the way. There is no other way to the Father except through him, Jesus Christ. Today, God begins a ministry in those who are indwelled with the Holy Spirit. And I want to emphasize the indwelling of the Holy Spirit is a must to be saved and enter the kingdom of God. In John chapter 3, verse 55 Jesus answered and said, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So you are not free to truly serve the Lord until the Holy Spirit indwells in you, not just with you, in you. The man Jesus himself needed the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. 
Then God the Father commissioned him. What do I mean by that? Jesus went to work immediately. Jesus was cleared to work immediately. Amen. Can you imagine what the indwelling of the Holy Spirit would do to a mega church of 5,000 people or 15,000 people? Can you really imagine it? Imagine the works that they will accomplish. Even just 100 people. That is 100 people who have now become laborers who will continue to preach, right? They're going to continue to preach the gospel and close the 1040 window. They will be preaching the saving gospel of Jesus Christ. Remember, we cannot trust man or even ourselves. We must trust God and we can always count on God. And many Christians today, they cannot even make up their minds to go to church on Sunday or not. They're always changing. I'll go on Sunday. I'll go on Saturday. They can't just pick a day and set it aside for the Lord. And you and I must do that. How can we trust someone who's always changing their mind? Likewise, how would God trust us? And we cannot be trusted by God without the Holy Spirit. So again, I want to stress, ministry begins after the Holy Spirit comes upon a person. A man or woman is commissioned when the Holy Spirit comes upon them, meaning lives inside of them. And Jesus was led by the Spirit until the wilderness. And remember, led means to sail away, to launch, right? To loose. This is the beginning of a great journey for the Lord. We are loosed from chains. We're free, free to serve Jesus. Amen. And many may not understand this, but do you know that the Holy Spirit is actually with everyone? I'm not saying inside of everyone, but with, meaning around everyone. Reading in John 14, verse 15, it says, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. That's a capital H because that's the Holy Spirit, and he may abide with you forever. Verse 17, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Verse 18, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. So the Holy Spirit is with everyone, but do not confuse that with being inside someone. Don't fool yourself thinking that he's inside of you when it's possible that he's not based on the teachings that I'm sharing. How can a sinner be convicted if the Holy Spirit is not with someone, right? So it further supports that the Holy Spirit is with us on earth and he is the one who convicts us. That's why I'm sharing the word of God. That's why I'm saying only the Holy Spirit can transform a person. That doesn't mean the Holy Spirit is approving of everyone's behavior because he's with us, but he is the one working to convict the world of their sins. Amen. The Holy Spirit wants to lead you and me and everyone to repentance. Many pastors today are giving a false hope that their entire congregation is baptized by the Holy Spirit, meaning that he is living in them. Or everything is going to be all right. But only those who are indwelled by the Holy Spirit are true children of God. And it's foolishness to believe that you can be a child of God without being born of the Spirit. And we have just supported that with all of the previous verses that we have read. Flesh gives birth to flesh. In Romans 8 verse 14, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. This is not an option, but the Word of God. God said this, when you look at this as a whole, it's very simple. And this verse supports, it is necessary to be led by the Holy Spirit. 
Why? So we can be sons and daughters of God. We want to be a child of God. You must be loosed from your chains to be a child of God. So is it required? Yes. How do you know if you're indwelled with the Holy Spirit today? You are going to feel him. He does not come in secret. It's an unforgettable transition, an unforgettable conversion. And today there are many churches that are in a mess because they've received a false hope that they do enough and they are saved. I want you to pray and allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. We cannot do it on our own strength and we don't have to. If we could save ourselves, every single person would be saved today. But God's word is clear. Many will not enter his kingdom because they are remaining worldly. They remain operating under a false hope. Pray that the Holy Spirit convicts the people so that we can all be commissioned to carry out the calling of God, to go and preach the gospel. And God is available for you and me today. Amen. He loves you and me so much. So I urge you to take this seriously. And I urge you to pray and seriously pray, fast and pray for the Holy Spirit work to be done, that the 1040 window closes so that many more can hear the gospel of Jesus Christ and be saved. Amen. Thank you so much. This is Take It or Leave It. God bless you all.